Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. My brothers and sisters in Christ join me every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Well, we almost had a Independence Day Mars attack kind of situation. Uh, fortunately, no alien invasion or or is there? I don't know. I don't know. Welcome, everybody. I am Roger. A horrific study showing how the mental health of in particular uh, young ladies is on the decline. That is horrible. Ant-Man and the Wasp, the quantum mania movie that I'm actually interested in looking at. Well, Rotten Tomatoes are in and we'll see what what they're going to talk about so uh, it might it might be disappointing and of course the super bowl ads all that coming up next but first let's get into this whistleblower from st louis gender a kids mind you not just a regular a kids gender clinic uh this is horrible morally um it's appalling something that we shouldn't even go for and this person is 42 was a former case manager working at the clinic at the St. Louis Children's Hospital. She had quit in November, but uh, Jamie Reed, and she is uh, part of the, L- she identifies herself. Uh, she would say she's part of the LGBTQ community. So this is interesting too, because it's not somebody that's coming in and like, oh, well, they're they're a conservative or they're a Christian or whatever. Uh, so you can't listen to them. This is somebody that identifies, uh, they would in- identify themselves in there. And a lot of this stuff is appalling. She's talking about how they knowingly hurt children. They have parents would call in to say, hey, you know what? I'm I'm quitting. I'm changing my mind. We're going to stop the hormone therapy. We're going to do all those testosterone, powerful doses of the estrogen. We're going to stop that. Even people would come back and complain. There was a horrific story about a 15-year-old that was doing the uh, hormones to transition into or so-called to transition into a, a boy. And some horrific stuff was happening with her genitalia, and it was causing so much harm, phys- even physical pain. Uh, the stories of of the kids coming into the hospital these are these are teenagers. Remember, their minds not like fully developed, so they can't grasp everything what's going on. Imagine when you were a teenager. I know when I was, I was a teenager, like I wasn't capable of anything. You know, I probably thought I knew everything and I could make home decisions, but wrong. Right? Obviously, anyone as a father of six uh i i can tell you that it is definitely i'm sorry father five <laughs> father five i lost count there but uh some people are probably listening like what six? Oh, oh, that's news to us no it's news to me too no just five but as a father of of a teenager or two you know a teenager and one becoming a teenager i could tell you that they, they, they can't fully grasp make full decisions for themselves it's just absurd that they would do that so um, her coming out and being the whistleblower, blowing the top off of this, uh, Reed was saying that she just couldn't do it. She just couldn't do it. And most of them, she was saying that there was anywhere between, she would say about 50 to 70% of all the new patients were girls and they would come in from the same high school. That's very interesting. So like there's some type of social contagion and she just said she couldn't do it in, in good conscience. She had to quit. 
she had to quit in good conscience. She just couldn't. But a lot of the new patients, um, they said they suffered from things like anxiety, ADD, eating disorders, um, obesity, autism, anything like that on the spectrum. And instead of just saying, hey, let's get some help, they just immediately go to hormone blockers or any of this other stuff, the mastectomies, any of the the, the radical gender stuff. So there is a social contagion to this. And it's so horrific. Um, they even said that they had like a file from the local psychiatric ward. So they would almost pretty much like funnel people that were maybe schizophrenic. And so they would send them their way. And then right away, you just had to ask like simple question, like, what's your name? Um, is the sky blue? Yes or no? What year? And then boom, oh, you're you're approved. That's it. That's all we need. Just, you know, count to 10, you know, and that's it. That's, that's the test. There's, there's really nothing thorough that's going on they just again funneling why well uh we know it's a big money maker so the doctors in this clinic uh they need to be held accountable so i would advise you guys to look up this article about the st louis children's gender clinic the whistleblower uh so you guys get more information i know the new york post have something on this um but it, it makes me think about there's a lot of things there was even a, a local in tennessee a committee hearing um, to ban child mutilation, because that's what it is. And a lot of the stats and science is on the side of, of the Christians. You know how a lot of people are like, oh, you Christians, you don't know science. You know, you, you, we know the real science, the real science that says uh, um, a, a, a girl spirit, whatever that means, can be trapped in a boy spirit, uh, whatever that means, and vice versa. So we're science, right? No, but we know that's not true. So um, I want to show in, in 2016, right, uh, Lawrence Meyer and Paul McHugh were looking into over 200 peer-reviewed studies on sexuality and gender. And what they found is that people who identified as transgender had an elevated risk for various mental health problems. Okay, 2014, a study found that 41% of people who identified as transgender will attempt suicide at some point in their lives compared to 4.6 of the general population. And I think that's astounding. That is crazy. And it's not just because um, we don't have acceptance because in other communities in Europe that are highly been very much accepted and is socially acceptable and even praised for years, even before us, the numbers are still similar in that area. But like you would say, you wouldn't go, to people that have uh, body integrity disorder. It's a real disorder. Look it up. But to amputate a person's leg that suffers from that disorder, uh, it, it, yeah, emotionally, like in the short term, that might, might help, but it wouldn't resolve the underlying psychological problem. And in the long run, the results uh, end up that there is a higher suicide attempt. So focus, focus on the psychological issue, the root of the problem to recognize what's going on with their feelings. It's not this that their feelings are not the same as reality. Their feelings are not the same as reality. That's how we love. That's the true definition of love, not just, you know, whatever enabling. So this is from the, um, the and this is, again, I'm, I'm reading from this article. Okay. Uh, the androctrine treatment of transsexual person. And in this, this is from them. This is a paragraph that I'm going to read straight from them that um, also the, the, the health organizations uh, 
a trans uh, trans activists also align with them. So if you look this up, this is straight from them. And some people say, oh, we're not doing this to children. Okay, well, again, straight from the horse's mouth. Surgery for the M, the FTM, that means uh, male to female, transition that is extremely important is the mastectomy. Breast size only partially regresses with androgen therapy in adults. Discussion about mastectomy usually takes place after androgen therapy is begun because some F2M transsexual adolescents persist after significant breast development has occurred. Mastectomy may be considered before age 18. And again, this is from the Androgen Treatment of Transsexual Persons. If you guys want to look that up, that's straight from them. Straight from this. So this is not hiding. This is not a conspiracy theory. Like, oh, it's Alex Jones. And no, this is, I'm just reading straight from them. So uh, again, this is very sad stuff like that. So we obviously want to pray for the people, right? Because we're supposed to love and not hate, but love the right way. And because they are suffering. And it's something that, that we got to uh, have empathy, real empathy and, and love them and try to help them. Ant-Man and the Wasp, something that can't get helped, that, that actually needs some help right now. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is opening up this weekend. I'm excited for this movie. This is the third of the Ant-Man trilogy. Very, very excited. You got Kang the Conqueror played by Jonathan Majors. Well, um, people seen it and people been reviewing. They lifted the review embargo, which bars anyone from giving a full review. So that's lifted. So now people could do it. Um, 166 reviews so, so far, so far, and it is currently at a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, making it the second worst MCU reviewed movie out of the what, what is there like 30, 50? I don't know how many movies there are, but the second lowest, um, the lowest is being The Eternals, which. I'm going to tell you, this is actually good news for me. I'm going to tell you why. Let me explain. I know you're like, what, Roger, you just said it's the the second lowest uh, reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. What's wrong with you, you know, in the MCU? Wait, uh, let me explain. Eternals is the worst reviewed, right? I, I actually really like the Eternals. And when the first time I saw it, I didn't like it as much as the second time I saw it. It's a very... Uh, it's a sci-fi movie. It deals with a lot of philosophical stuff. Uh, why are we created? Uh, who did we come from? All that stuff. It, it, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. And the thing is that it's sci-fi. It's the most sci-fi movie of all the MCU. And if that's the number one worst, this is a second worst. I've heard that this is a very sci-fi movie. So to me, that just confirms that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to be a very good sci-fi movie. Now, that's probably why a lot of MP uh, MCU people that normally watch the movies for like the your big biceps and the fights and the CGI stuff and the uh, little quirky whips and all that stuff, they're probably not going to like this movie. They said this movie is very different from the MCU. And again, the evidence I just brought about tells me that this may not be for everyone. And the thing about Ron Tomatoes is people think like it's not on from a scale to one to 10. It doesn't work like that. It gets confusing. For example, it's, it's pretty much a yes or no. So either 
you like it or you didn't. There's no, I give it a 10, I give it a five. For example, if there's a hundred reviews and let's say 50% of them, 50% of them liked it, but 50% of them gave it a 10 and they say, oh, I loved it. But then the other 50 of the hundred did not like it at all. And they gave it, uh, but they still gave it a five, let's say a five. Well, that that doesn't count. That stuff doesn't matter because it's a yes or no. So just because it says, you know, it's rotten, technically it is certified rotten, 51%. But that doesn't mean people are thinking this movie's a five because it gets people confused. Like, oh, this must be a five. No, it means that 51% of the 100 reviews liked it. The other ones didn't like it. So again, it's not a one to scale to five. So um, the 50% might have gave this a 10, might have said it's the best movie of the MCU. Um, that That's pretty much what it means. So, But either way, I'm looking forward to this because I think this is going to be a really good sci-fi movie. And if you give The Eternals a second look. If you watch it the second time or even the first time, um, it's very different. It's a sci-fi movie. Um, it definitely is. But now I want to turn to this this horrible report from the CDC uh, that's showing that there's an increase of teenage girls have considered suicide. Now, that's even for boys that's gone up, but it has not gone up as much as it has for the women, the girls, which it's just horrible. And the CDC is trying to wake up to this and like, why are we doing like, why? And this study, let me play a little audio clip uh, explaining a little bit more about the actual uh, story. Well, the data were collected in the fall of 2021. So this is really our first glimpse of CDC youth risk behavior surveillance data since the start of COVID lockdowns. And it uncovered how distressed many teens are, especially girls, and especially those who identify as something other than heterosexual. Now let's get into some hard numbers. Nearly three in five high school girls surveyed, or 57%, reported feelings of persistent sadness or hopelessness. That's a 60% increase over the past decade. 30% of teen girls said they've seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year, and that was a shocking 11-point increase since 2011 when the rate was 19%. So for some comparison, boys answering that same question about suicide showed a 1% increase since 2011, totaling 14%, which is about half of what was found for girls. This was also really shocking. More than one in 10 teen girls said they have been forced to have sex. That's a 27% jump from just 2019. And this was the first time the CDC saw an increase since they first started monitoring this metric. And nearly one in five teen girls said they've experienced sexual violence in the past year. That's a 20% increase from 2017. So nearly 70% of all students identifying as LGBT said they suffer persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness. Nearly half said they've seriously considered attempting suicide, and one in four actually did attempt suicide. By the way, the CDC actually identified this group as LGBTQ+, because the agency didn't specifically ask about gender identity when conducting its research, leaving out that T for transgender. Very horrific. And you see in this culture of, we thought, you know, this is the most... Uh, feminine, um, feminist culture. This is the most in women empowering culture. And yet it doesn't do anything yet. Women are still getting hurt. Women are still being attacked. And the men, the real men who are standing up for women who are standing up to protect women, uh, we get shouted down. 
and shun oh we're old-fashioned oh this oh this that whatever what what's wrong with you you don't you, you don't want the porn industry you don't want uh oh uh, they the so-called they call them sex workers uh, how dare you you're not empowering like what no we're the one getting we're the one trying to get rid of that like that leads to a lot of stuff it's horrible uh and just the stuff that's persisting also too with with the the people that would identify in the so-called lgbt like you see that there's deeper root issue there's something deeper right and it needs to be there needs to be healing because that's horrific you don't want anyone that you know that that suffers from anything like that any attractions any um they think they're uh, not their gender all of that is horrific and jesus like the divine healer he's the only one that could heal that uh, and we could just bring truth with clarity and charity, fight the ideology, the evil idea and the evil ideology and love the people. Uh, but I think this shows that there's a deeper root. You can't just um, chop body parts off or do hormones and that's going to go away. Uh, you, you've seen the stats. It's it's horrific. And I really think we need a divine healer. And I would recommend people to check out uh, Sister Marion James. Sister Miriam James, and she works with the St. John Paul to the the healing center. And there's a really, really powerful stuff that they're doing, really powerful work in their ministry for healing the whole person and trying to know that we are loved. Um, and, and we're not loved. People say, like, well, God loves me uh, for who I am. And a good friend told me it's like the distinction is God loves you. Not because who you are, but God loves you because who he is. Because who he is, that's why God loves you. It's in him. It's in his nature. So we need to really think about that. So again, once I said, like, I, you know, uh, we thought the alien invasion was coming, you know, multiple, multiple objects being shot down out of the sky Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like, what was going on? Like, I, you the, I know some people are saying aliens, but I want to say this. Some people are laughing at that. They just did a press conference and they're like, no, there's no aliens. And people are laughing in the background. And I want to say this. Me and my friend always have this debate. Uh, he's pro-alien. He believes in alien. Like 100% there are aliens. I'm agnostic. I'm like, look, I don't think there's enough evidence to say there's aliens, but there might be aliens. And I'm open to the idea. I'm agnostic. And he's a true believer. So we always get in debates. But Someone, again, I'm not a believer, a true believer, but as someone who's an agnostic on aliens, I think it's crazy to laugh off the possibility that uh, aliens could invade us. Like, I don't think that's a crazy thing to, to think about, like, especially since they're being secretive, like, oh, an object cylinder and we don't know what's going on. And and then later, oh, well, what's probably this? But nobody's giving answers. Joe Biden's like tweeting uh, what he ha what kind of ice cream he got today? Like he, everyone was silent. Why did it take so many days? And when you take that long to to answer us for like, wait a minute, things are getting shot out of the sky. You know, um, people are gonna speculate. People are gonna speculate. And so again, we still don't know. Uh, it could be China. It could be another adversary. Could I? I heard also too that it's like old car balloons. I don't know. It's probably aliens. Right? You know, they probably just don't want us to know. I don't know what it is, but. For them to kind of laugh off the idea that it could be, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that's far-fetched. Again, this is some, This is coming from somebody who debates my friend who is a believer. And I'm like, I don't think I'm an agnostic. I, I, don't, I don't know if there is, if there isn't. But I just thought this whole thing was crazy. Like, 
the Super Bowl uh, alien ship fly over like Independence Day or something like that, take the Kansas City City Chiefs, which they won. Uh, but I don't know. I just thought this was a something's going on. Something is. I don't know what it is, but something strange is going on. So just something to keep an eye on. You know, not saying it's aliens, but uh, it's probably aliens. We're all gonna die. So <laughs> speaking of the Super Bowl. Uh, there was an ad that had uh, AOC, Alexandria Cortez, uh, up in arms about a, co- a commercial. Uh, he gets us commercial. And so this is so frustrating because this group that made these two Jesus gets us and they're very, you know, love each other. Don't fight all stuff like that. Um, it they're actually aimed one of the, the the leaders of the organization said themselves on an NPR interview that they're actually they were aiming for a more uh liberal audience right trying to say love each other let's not argue blah 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 immigration refugees women rights so the campaign was actually aiming for um people that that lean on the left uh, liberal side so if anyone had anything to complain, you would think it's the Christians that are like, oh, man, here's this social justice, because that's what they planned it. Even they, they had said the campaigns were about that. But instead, you get <laughs> you get people that would say they're politically left. They're angry about this. And um, AOC said that uh, uh, this makes uh, fascism look benign. And she says, um, quote, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Those are her her quotes that she said. And so, again, I just I, think, I find it so funny that uh, a liberal Christianity ad pisses off the lib- like, like what, what is going on here? And uh, somebody was making comments about like, oh, all that money, those millions, they could have bought homes from the homes for the homeless. And, and there solved the problem because everybody knows. The real problem with homelessness is the lack of a home. Everyone knows that. Like it's not, it's not drugs, it's not mental disorders. What's that? Forget that. No, 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 no. No. The only problem with homelessness is they just don't have the lack of home. That's it. So just give them a home and problem solved. No, no, that's so stupid. I'm sorry. Like I don't mean to say that, but that's idiotic. That's dumb. Uh also in scripture we see about um the, uh, pretty much the same thing. Like they're like, "Oh no, we could use this for the poor." And Jesus is like, "No, it's a good thing," you know. So, I don't know. I just find it kind of funny that uh AOC's angry uh and she, she doesn't know any other word other than fascism. That's the a uh, few uh words in her in her uh word bank and one of them uh, is fascism, you know, and bigotry and all that stuff like that. So, I just thought it was really funny because it's it's just it's an innocent ad, you know, whatever this and and if anyone had anything to complain, it would be like uh, people who would say they're more like right leaning uh, Christians, <laughs> you know, like they, they would be the one that would be more pissed off. Uh, but but AOC, nah, she she can't have that, you know, nothing like that. So Toy Story 5, it's happening. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. Uh, Tim Allen is, is rumored to return as Buzz Lightyear. And I think that's pretty much in the bank. Uh, I think you could take that to the bank. So uh, Toy Story 5, do we need it? No, but it's coming. So whether you like it or not, um, I think Toy Story is one of the greatest franchise ever. And what, uh, part four, they kind of went away from it a little bit, but not so much. But uh, especially the first, the first one and second one. Um, they go into this thing kind of like a natural law thing. You know, things have proper orders, ends, um, teleology. 
right? Things are made for certain purposes. And I really like that. And Toy Story 1 definitely um, showed that. Like, what are toys for? What are children for? What do we? What's their job? What's their role? Uh, and I like that. And so Toy Story has a good message. Uh, part 4, I, I don't know what they're trying. I think they're trying. I still loved it. Like, it was still a great movie. Um, but it kind of went away a little bit from that, I guess, trying to make analogies for something. I don't know. But anyway, Toy Story is beloved. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, but Part 5 is happening. Um, I think part three was a perfect ending, like perfect. They should have just ended it at three, but Toy Story 4 was great. And I really enjoyed the ending, but I think the arc's over. I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, Woody, his arc finished perfectly. Like, what are they going to do? I don't know, but I trust them so much because all four of the movies are just knockouts. They're just all four of them are incredible. Again, one of the greatest franchise. I would say the first three, the one of the greatest trilogies of all time. Um, so we'll see what they do. But th- there's a lot of deep emotion. Of course, there's nostalgia. Uh, Tim Allen, uh, Tom Hanks. You can't go wrong with that. So good story, good animation. But some people are upset, thinking this might ruin it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. There, I will say this. There's not a lot of good part fives, right? They, oh, yeah, everyone, the good old... Uh, part five was the best and you never hear that who says that nobody all right so now i want to get into the flash trailer and i want to play this because i was so excited for this i I mean i've been waiting for a long time and i just was like when's the 30 minute spot coming in and then now um official trailer available online and i was just like so ecstatic so here it is tell me something you can go anywhere Another timeline. Another universe. Flashpoint Paradox. So why do you want to stay and fight to save this one? Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not going to lose her again. This is going to be emotional. Very emotional movie. Time has a pattern. That it can't help reliving. Very sci-fi. Different people, different worlds. This is gonna get bonkers. Each other with magnets. Imagine the comp, the, the cameos, the cameos in this are gonna be crazy. My face. So my face. June sixteenth. If you were to go into the past, you have no idea what the consequences can be. Bruce, I can the fix flash this. ring. You could also destroy. Everything. Ah, there he is. I thought. I thought. That I completely broke the universe. Oh, oh, We've been waiting for you. One of the best villains. I created a world with no metahumans. Just like the storyline. to defend us. Like Flashpoint storyline. Uh oh, here he is. Hi, Vienna. Hi, Vienna. Mirala. Oh. You're you are Yeah. I'm Batman. He said it. Oh you're the music. Oh get get getting me chills. Ooh, who is that? Some people say that's Christian Bale. I don't think that's if Christian. I can't undo what I did. If I can't get back. He looks great. He looks absolutely great. There might not be a future. 
there's gonna be multiple flashes, a lot of flashes in this movie. What's the play? Batman, what do we do? We try not to die. Oh, that's a good scene. Supergirl. It's not Quark. My name is Kara. I, I'm well, Barry. We're Barry. Yes, the Flash. Suit Barry, looks good. What are you doing? Our kids are going to want to see this. I really like the design. Wow, June 16th. Man, I cannot wait for this. Well, 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 well. A lot of people said uh, they saw Christian Bale. Uh, I don't think that was Christian Bell. I think that was uh, Ben Affleck because he is in the movie. So, I mean, you're going to have at least two Batmans, maybe another one. I don't know, Elseworld. I don't think Robert Pattinson is showing up. I don't think um, Christian Bell is showing up. Nobody's going to show up like that. But uh, this is really incredible. And I cannot wait to see this movie. Um, people who've seen this movie already, like the insiders, people, the high up executives and Warner Brothers, a lot of them are saying uh, this is probably the best dceu movie in there so uh, i heard the script's really good a lot of people are saying like fantastic things about this i cannot wait so once again thank you if you guys could join me on spotify apple leave a five-star review uh, that would help us out share us with your friends faith reason and geekdom i am roger good night god love you <laughs>